Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I just want to share for just a, just a little while tonight uh, on healing. I talked about this last Wednesday night, and, and uh, I've just been stirred more and more in my heart to make um, healing and prayer, praying for healing more available in the church. And it's difficult to do on Sunday because you have, you know, two services, but it's a lot easier to do this way. And I want to kind of jump in where I left off last Wednesday. So if you're not, you weren't here, uh, then you probably won't know it. But Murtis takes notes. She was here, so she knows exactly where I left off. She's my scribe, you know. But one of the greatest things that, you, that, that, that can help you understand uh, Jesus' ministry to us today is to understand this one thought. Jesus demonstrated on earth what he was going to do through redemption. Okay? See, religion says, well, he did that to prove that he was the son of God. Well, he didn't come as the son of God. He didn't, he didn't operate as the son of God. He operated as the son of man. So, so that's, not, that's contrary. Jesus came to really identify what was really available to us as children of God. What we could receive if we, had, if we operated by faith and understood the word of God. Religion has totally tried to oppress that and push that down. But if you understand that principle... Then when you read what Jesus did, you look at it and say, he did it for me. If he did it for that person, he did it for me. And then we go in the word of God and you find out that what he did on the earth, he paid for on the cross. Hallelujah. Let me show you this in the word. So go with me to Matthew chapter 8, verse 15. Now, I'm coming at the end of this, but uh, Jesus is ministering to Peter's mother-in-law. In verse 15 of Matthew chapter 8, it says, So he touched her hand, and her fever left her, and she arose and served them. When the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, he cast the spirits out with a word, healed all, how many? All. all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, now listen to what it says. I'm going to back up so you get this, okay? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, okay? So Jesus is fulfilling scripture. You got it? Okay, so it says himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So the scripture here about Jesus ministering healing to people directly relates to him fulfilling who he is under the old covenant and declaring who he is. Now the scripture that will help you understand this is the one that Isaiah declared in Isaiah 53 Verse 4 and 5. Surely 
He bore our griefs. That word there everywhere else almost completely in the Old Testament is translated sickness and disease. Surely he bore our sickness and our disease and carried our sorrows. Now, now listen to me. We don't have to interpret that scripture. Jesus interpreted it for us. Go back over to, to Matthew chapter 8 and look with me, if you will, at verse 17. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Now, this is, this is interpreting the scripture. We don't have to do it. It interprets itself. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Okay? So we don't, I don't have to argue with you about what that word means. Jesus interpreted it for us. But then he goes on to say, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised or broken for our iniquities. Y'all still with me? I know it's not up there yet, but it will be. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. That scripture is prophesying about the Messiah. Okay? So, when you see Jesus performing what he was doing on earth, he was fulfilling that scripture on the earth or demonstrating it on the earth based on what he was going to do on the cross. Because the rest of it tells us he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Here it is. By his what? Stripes we were healed. So Jesus is literally demonstrating in his earthly ministry what he was going to do through the cross. Now, if you get a revelation of that, then nothing is impossible to you today. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, that was, you know, that was uh, to, to the Jews and that was Isaiah speaking to the Jews. Well, Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2, 24, listen to this, okay? His own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you, what's the word? Were. When he died, it was an R. When he was raised, it was a word. Did you get that? We were healed. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for it. He demonstrated it when he was on the earth. And when he was raised from the dead, he paid the price for everyone who comes after that. Isn't that good news? Let me read you a scripture here in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 3, we have the scenario of, of Peter and John going to the temple. And on the way to the temple, there was a man by the gate, beautiful, and he asked alms. And Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he reached and grabbed the man and he pulled him up and he was totally healed. That blew up Jerusalem. I'm telling you, you're talking about blowing a place apart. That blew it apart. It's one thing for Jesus to do it, but now Peter's doing it. And he's using Jesus' name to do it. 
So they brought, all, they brought Peter and John, and they said, we, we need to talk to you. So they brought them together, and they said, look, we, they were at, actually it's called the Sanhedrin court, but, but they brought them before them, and listen to what it says in verse 13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived, I love this, that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Aren't you glad that your education has nothing to do with the power of God? I mean, it, it's good for your, you know, to, to make a living with, but it's not too much, doesn't do a whole lot for you when you're following Jesus. Because most of the time, he'll make you do some of the most uneducated things you've ever thought. They, they, they don't even make sense. He takes the foolish things to confound the wise. They realize that they had been with Jesus. But now listen to the next verse. This is, I love this verse. Listen. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against them. What are you going to say? Everybody knew this man. He was there every day. Every day they walked in that temple, they saw this man. And now he's standing with with them and they're saying, these are uneducated men. These men don't know nothing. But they've been with Jesus, and that produced healing in this man's life. They could say nothing. Now listen to me. The supernatural has a way of doing that. It's amazing to me how you can argue all you want about something, but once the Holy Spirit comes and the supernatural steps in and intercedes, there is no argument. The supernatural supersedes any doctrinal argument you have. When the Holy Spirit in power comes, then you don't, there is, you, you, there's no argument. You, listen, there is no way you could convince me under any circumstances that being filled with the Holy Spirit was not for today. You know why? Because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And I didn't even know what it was when I got it. You're not, you can't, hey, I'm just telling you, no way. You'll never get that out of me. I would never give that up. Because it was a supernatural flow in my life. And you can try to argue every scripture in the word of God. And I'm going to look at you and smile and say, yeah, but. There are no contrary scriptures, by the way. They're just misinterpretations. But I want to tell you, your experience with God and the supernatural supersedes any argument, any doctrinal person who's never had that experience argues with you. Have you noticed that people don't argue with you about speaking in tongues when they do? It's only when they don't. It's like, well, if I can't have it, it ain't real. Well, if I don't know why I'm getting into this, but. But I, I, I experience this, so I, do, I don't know whether you do, but I experience this from time to time, where people, that's just the way they, they, they want to defend what they don't have. 
instead of seeking what God might have for them. People are always, well, I don't believe that's God. Well, I don't believe that's God. Well, first of all, who made you God to decide whether it was God or not? But, but I, listen, I don't waste my time with people like that. I used to try, you know, and man, I, 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 but I just quit wasting my time. Well, healing's not for today. Well, it's not for you. It is for me, but it's not for you. I'll take it every day. I thank God I've been healed many times. Amen. The supernatural just has a way of, of stopping all of that. So here's the thing I want you to see tonight, okay, in our time. Listen. Jesus is the model for the supernatural, for miracles, for healing in our lives. Don't ever think that it was just Jesus. Are you kidding me? You think he did that for himself? You think he did that just to show off? He did it for one reason, so you would know that it was available. So you would know God will do this for me. Now, listen to what Acts chapter 3 verse 16 says, because Peter laid it out, okay? And I'm, then I'm going to make a statement to you. They all thought Peter had done something with this man who was healed. And Peter said, why are you looking at us? Listen to what he said in verse 16. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. By the way, you know this guy, right? Okay. Yes. Now listen to this. The faith which comes through him. The faith that comes through Jesus has given him, this man, perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I get my faith from Jesus. Everything that I believe today, I believe because Jesus did it, made it real, paid for it, exposed it so that we could live it. So, Theology is not our basis of faith. Jesus is. You're not going to theorize, theologize your way into anything. I, I know lots of people that have what they think is perfect doctrine and they don't believe anything. They think they do. But listen, my theology is wrapped around my faith in what Jesus has done and what he will do because of what he's done. It's active. It's not a theory. It's not a theology. It's an active, living, breathing operation between me and Jesus and what he's done for you, for me, in our lives. And that's how you have to live. That's how you have to expect God to work in your life. Well, but I've tried that and it didn't work. Well, try again. I, I, I'm sorry. That's all I know to tell you. <laughs> try again because it works. Jesus is real. The healer is alive today. He wants to touch you. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't wonder, well, I'm not good enough. Well, I'm not going to make it. Well, it's not going to work for me. Why? Well, probably because you're saying it. 
I think one of the reasons is that we have, we have access to too much information about physical things. Anyway, I think some, well, no, I better hush. I better not say that. Now, listen to this statement, Hebrews 13, verse 8. In fact, let me just read you verse 7 while I'm at it, because this is going to help you. Now, listen to what it says. Remember those who have the rule over you. That's me. I'm your pastor. That's not a bad thing. Okay. I have authority as a pastor. That's not like I'm, I'm, it's my kingdom, but there are those that should be over you spiritually. All right. Remember those who have the rule over you. That's talking about apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Okay. Spiritual rule. Okay. Now listen to this. Who have spoken the word of God to you. Now listen to what it says. Whose faith follow. Okay. You should follow people of faith. But wait a minute, you've got to listen to the next part of this. Considering the outcome of their conduct. You don't follow somebody that's not, that, that their conduct is not right. Now listen, this is not talking about whether they sleep all day or don't get up at night or that type of thing, even though it's part of it. But it literally, listen to me, it literally says, it answers itself in the next verse. These are the people you shouldn't follow. Who are the people you f- shouldn't follow? Those who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can't separate those two scriptures. You have to follow those who their faith, listen to me, follow their faith, but you have to consider Y'all still with me? Consider the outcome of their conduct. How do they behave? How do they act? What do they believe? And if they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, don't follow them. Don't follow them. That's exactly what it's saying. So here it is. Listen. You ready? Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The word same means resembling in every relevant respect. Okay? You got it? Yesterday is times past. Today is this day at present. Forever is endlessly. So what does that mean? It means that Jesus will respond to the very, to you the very same way today that he has in the past and will in the future. There's no shadow of turning in God. There's no shadow of turning in Jesus. There's no shades, nuances where they'll be this way one day and this way another way. That's just not the way God is. It's just not the way his son is. And so if you get a revelation of that and you understand that, then it's a lot easier to understand that Jesus wants to do something for you today. So let me just show you how to apply this to your life, okay? And you can, you can literally do this with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Without even going any deeper, you can, you can do it right here, okay? 
Okay? So listen to this. Mark chapter 5 is a great example. It says in verse 25 that there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all that she had was no better but grew worse. All right? Now listen to this. When she heard about Jesus, something changed. All right, listen. Something changed. Okay? Something in her life was different. Why was something different? Let me tell you why. Because Jesus is the Word, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. He was the Word manifested. Word made flesh. Okay? So she heard about Jesus. Now, what do you think she heard? He was a really good teacher. Oh, he was a really nice man. He fed lots of people. No, she heard something else. She heard that he was a healer. Not only did she hear he was a healer, she heard that people that were touching his garment and being healed. How do you know that? Because that's what she did. So the first thing you've got to understand is that healing comes in this instance, there are other ways, but this instance, by hearing. If you're not ever around hearing of healing, more than likely your faith is not going to be there to be healed. Now, I'm not rebuking you tonight because you're here and you're hearing. Don't misunderstand me. But it's a, it's a very valid point. This woman could have lived and died if she had not heard about Jesus. Then nothing would have happened. She, put, she heard about Jesus. And so the Bible says that she said something. What did she say? If I touch his garment, I shall be healed. She heard something, faith came, she said something. Listen, your faith should be connected to your mouth. Well, I'm, I'm a silent believer. No, you're not a believer. There's no such thing as a silent believer. Because faith doesn't work that way. If we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, then we're saved. Okay? Faith works with your mouth. Just so you'll know. So she heard, then she said, if I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. But that wasn't enough. She needed something else. Because Jesus wasn't coming to her house. James says, faith without action is dead. So she had to act on what she believed. Sometimes we want to say, we want to talk about being faith and we want to talk about being healed, but that's all we want to do is talk about it. Years and years ago, actually, when we first started the church, we had a lady in our church uh, was a school teacher, and, and uh, she told this testimony. She said, I got so sick at home. I, you know, I, I rolled over and, and called and, and uh, 
first thing I did was, wait a minute, she said, first thing I did was I said, thank God I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And she said, the second thing I did was I called in sick. (laughs) And she said, I'm laying there in the bed, and all of a sudden, now this is just what she said. I'm not promoting this. I'm just saying this is what she said. I heard Pastor Sam say, you're wasting your time if you don't do what you say. Or something to that effect. And she said, you know, that's right. And she said, I wasn't feeling a bit better, but I got up, got dressed, and on the way to school, I was totally healed. See, sometimes we get the idea, well, I'm going to lay here till you do something, Lord. Well, that's not what that, listen, that's not what she did. She heard something. Then she said something. Then she acted. All right, all right, listen to what else it says. It's, she said something, then she immediately acted on it. What'd she do? She came and did what she said. She touched the hem of his garment. Now listen to me. I, I know it doesn't read that way, but it, that's the way she did it. Because the next verse then says, if only I may touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Well, that was what she said, and she acted on it. But listen. Here's the thing you got to see. Something happened. It says immediately, verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. But there was another immediately. And it was the next one. Because it says Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Now that ought to, that's, that, that's going to give you a lot of information right there. You need to listen, okay? Jesus had no plan, no desire to heal this woman. Not that he was anti-healing her, He was on his way to Jairus' house. He was focused on that. This woman stopped him in his tracks because she touched him. Well, you know, the disciples said, well, Lord, there are all kinds of people touching you. The multitude, they're touching you everywhere. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus didn't say it this way, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, but somebody touched me in faith. Somebody touched me in faith. And he looked around to see her had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him, told him the truth. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Now listen to me. Her faith made her well because she tapped into, touched the power of God Jesus was there. She touched it and it flowed into her and she was totally healed. Well, if Jesus was here today, I'd touch him. Probably not. You'd probably be one of the ones whining because he didn't come to your house. (laughs) Didn't come to visit you. I'm not talking to anybody here, but somebody might be watching this on TV. The same principle is true today, folks. There are a multitude of ways that Jesus has said you could get your healing. 
And you can apply your faith to many of those and receive. There was a man who told Jesus, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak the word only. You can get healed that way if your faith is there. Last, last Wednesday night, we, we anointed with oil. People got healed. But the point is, if your faith's not involved with it, unless it's just the gifts of the Spirit and you happen to be in the, uh, when the shower, when, it, when the, it opens up and the spout opens up, then more than likely you're not going to get what you need even though you know what you need. You've got to attach your faith to it. You've got to make up your mind that I'm going to hook up with what the Word of God says. I'm going to release my faith, and I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I'm going to believe God. And when you do, that's when you can receive. Well, it's so hard. Well, let me ask you this. Was it hard to get saved? Really, to be honest with you, one of the simplest things I ever did in my life. I walked down the aisle of a church, prayed a prayer, and got born again. Man, it was... It was, no, it was a no-brainer. I didn't struggle with it and say, oh, God, just help me. Just, I need to be saved. Just help me, help me, help me. You know what? I, I just said I believe in Jesus. Boom, I was born again. Came alive unto God. It's, not, it's only hard in your head. And you get out of your head and you get in your heart and you start believing with your heart and exposing yourself more and more to that, then that's when you're going to be able to receive from the Lord. I shared this last Wednesday night. You know, I've had some physical battles. I, I have scriptures that, that, that feed me all the time. I was praying them this afternoon, not because I needed them. I was just thanking the Lord for them. But you've got to know and understand, listen to me, that that belongs to you. Jesus is the same. And you say, well, he's not here. Well, go read Romans chapter 10. Don't say, well, Jesus, if you just come back, the word is near you. The word is in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's the word of faith, which we preach. So you can receive. You can receive healing in your life. And one of the ways, one of the, one of the ways that the Lord has given for healing is laying on of hands. I believe it's one of the main ways. Because he said, you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So I, I believe with all my heart that, that, that when you have hands laid on you, healing comes. The literal Greek text says, hands they will lay, well they will be. Well, I like that. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.